Thank you for joining us on the RP Experience. I'm your host, Andrew Regenhard, and today we have our preferred partner, John Huffman, with Innovative Design Solutions, and one of our top producing agents, Greg Safranco, with Premier Sotheby's International Realty. Today, we're going to be talking about home renovations, the do's and the don'ts of the industry, and everything um, between from interior to exterior and the completion of a home renovation. On that note, first, we want to see who we have welcomed on this podcast. John, do you mind telling us off, telling us a little bit about yourself um, and why you invited Greg? Yeah, man, absolutely. So um, I'm a local boy here in Southwest Florida, born and raised, grew up right here in Golden Gate City. Um, so it makes sense for me to have my business here because of the connections that I've uh, built throughout the years. Um, working with Greg, I actually met him through Southwest Florida Producers, so it's, it's really good what you guys do in connecting people and uh, helping him with some renovations at home and outdoor kitchen and some of the experiences that he's living through in that as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Greg, do you mind telling us a little bit about who you are? So I came down from uh, Chicago, born mm -hmm. and raised in Chicago in the northwest suburbs of Wheaton, Illinois. Uh, kind of similar to Naples, kind of a bubble town, you know, big little city. Uh, we came down in 2000, went to high school here. Uh, after high school, bounced up to Tampa, went back to Chicago and worked out of Oak Brook uh, for a number of years. And I've been back down in Naples for eight years. Uh, came down, my parents or my mom and my stepdad were in real estate, joined their team and then eventually went off on my own and uh, joined Premier Sotheby's. Uh, about three years ago, awesome. and so yeah, it's been great ever since. It's been pretty, been pretty remarkable to watch your journey already. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. But John, how did you how did you get into your business? How did you start your business? When did you become a GC? <clears throat> so um, all I've ever done is construction, right? So uh, didn't didn't graduate high school, so went right to work. And the easiest job to get if you don't have a high school yeah, diploma yeah. is construction. Um, what, what makes us or what makes me unique is what kind of construction I got into. Mm -hmm. So we did construction defects. So I specialized in fixing, fixing other contractors work. So, uh, <laughs> we were in Port Royal, um, back pitch balconies, uh, windows that weren't sealed, right. High rise repair where the rebar was rusting out, expanding, creating cracks. I would take the columns apart. So I have a really good understanding of what it takes to be structural and why things don't work. So it just made sense. And I started at the broom and worked my way up to the superintendent. So not only can I, can I run the job and sell the job, I can also do the job. Now, I don't like to do the job these <laughs> days, uh, but um, it, again, it helps me with that understanding on what works and what don't work and why it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. For sure. That's cool. And, and how big is your business now today? So right now we're right at that 7 million mark uh, revenue a year. So we've got uh, 24 employees. Uh, before COVID, we were at 50. We were really scaling, but I uh, did some some math, and, and COVID really opened up my eyes on some of the fat that I had that I didn't need. So although the revenue is still the same, the profit margins have actually gotten better. Awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I was actually surprised when I met John at one of your events um, and following up with him to bring him out for the kitchen. He goes, yeah, call my office and make an appointment. I'm like, dude, I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was impressed. Yeah. yeah. I, did, I didn't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, well but, it, but it's good on you because it's a good structure that you already have. You know, you can kind of tell that nothing's going to slip through the cracks. Right. Well, that's what happens yeah. is if I schedule it, well, then I double book myself. Right. And so I've learned uh, to let the women tell me where to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're the bosses, right? Yeah, that's right. Man. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So what all services do you provide? Um, obviously, there, you might have some limitations, um, you know, big, small. What, what do you do? 
What can well, you do? I mean, obviously, I, I love the the million dollar renovation, right? Of, of course, don't we all? Um, but what I've understood in my business, and 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 people still are successful that don't operate this way. Um, I will do the drywall patch. That's why realtors like Greg love me because they're like, man, I need to make this sale. I got the stinking inspection list. I got some drywall. I got some paint. I call I call this contractor. It's too small. He won't even return my call. But what I understand here at Innovative Design Solutions is if I do that drywall patch that I charge Greg 250 bucks for, it costs me 300. Well, when Greg does come across the million dollar renovation, he's not calling the jerks that didn't call him back. He's calling to Innovative Design mm-hmm. because now we have that relationship mm-hmm. and he understands that I've got his back. So I think a little differently than a lot of people, and I'm not going to sit here and lie to you on the podcast and tell you there's times I don't pull my hair out with the small jobs. I go, man, I'm really, where's the fruit? Uh, but there is there is fruit, and, mm-hmm. and, and it has uh, been a springboard and very successful projects throughout my years. Yeah. Well, speaking of success, Greg, tell us a little bit about your, uh, ex- your journey within real estate so far. Licensed in uh, January of 2014, I came down, my mom and stepdad, uh, both in previous careers, you know, were successful, and then they came down here, and just kind of the boom of '06 to, you know, eventually '08, um, found themselves buying, flipping property, moving up, um, and when the crash happened, um, you know, they were holding a bunch of properties, and I think just decided, okay, we're probably going to get our license and have to unload some of these and save some commission, and so that's that's how they springboarded into real estate. Oh, and wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and I had been in sales out just outside of high school. Um, I got a job doing cell phone sales in the mall kiosk at Coastland Mall. So I was oh the guy wow. hustling and, yeah, flagging people down to uh, buy a phone. Um, I probably bought my first phone from you. You bro. might have, and <laughs> I feel bad for you if you did because I was hustling hard back then, hard. Um, and, you know, I mean, my, my father was in sales, uh, you know, so I think I just had this innate ability to talk to people and um, – you know, that, that started to shine through as I started to excel in sales and eventually got, you know, a management job. But fast forwarding past all that, um, I'd stayed in communication with my mom and stepdad and my mom was always trying to get me back and saying, oh, you know, you'd be great selling houses. And I'm like, eh, I, don't, I do not want to move back to Naples. Once I got out of here, I did not want to yeah. come back, you know, uh, but I did. Boring. <laughs> it's boring for young people. Yeah. I mean, it was. I mean, in high school, there was nothing to do besides house parties and yeah. mess around, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know. Trouble. Uh, trouble. Exactly. So. Um, but yeah, I found my, found myself in a place, um, uh, out of work in Chicago. And so made a decision to, to come down work with family. I knew I could trust family and that kind of sprung board me into real estate. The, the nice thing is that when I was getting into real estate, I had done door to door sales. I had done telemarketing sales up until that point, face to face communication. And so I started to bring in some of that old school, if you will, mentality and, my, my very first sale uh, was a cold call, million-dollar oh. listing. Wow. Yeah, in the quarry. And I basically just kind of found a niche in the market. I found a uh, kind of a buyer want and what was happening, and I called him up, and I said, your place is worth a million dollars. And th- she's like, we just bought it two years ago for seven fifty. How is that possible? And I said, I'm telling you right now, the market is such, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So we had a meeting, got the listing, sold it in 17 days for nine fifty, And, I mean, that was kind of the springboard, but that was the very first sale that I had. Mm-hmm. Um and um, my, my parents were on the number one team, didn't give me any handouts and you know, everything that I built. Um, you know, again, it was either through mailers, uh, door knocking, cold calls, open houses. It was just a grind from the beginning, but I mean, that's what I was used to. So everything after that was just reputation building, referral from clients. And, uh, and now kind of 
making the transition from a brokerage into Premier Sotheby's International Realty has given me kind of that name recognition right. that goes along with it. And I think just an overall um, kind of composure, and, you know, the overall agent that's there uh, with, an, with a couple other big name brokerages in town um, that I think sharpen my edges and maybe get a little more serious about real estate. And ever since then, I mean, it's just been, you know, fantastic. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's awesome. And, and, you know, people uh, that might not know you were one, you were our first, our first yeah. uh, issue as a rising star. So um, your success in, in a short amount of time was obviously something that we featured. Um, and now it's really cool to see the numbers that you're putting out recently uh, in this year. And, and it's just, it's mind blowing. So congratulations on that success yeah. and, and, um, a lot of things. So I, I want to dive into, uh, uh, both of you, um, kind of going back to your guys' story and your journey. You guys both have a unique story, um, in, in that story that you told when, when we wrote that article for your rising star feature, and you talked about hitting the 10 year sobriety. Um, John, you have a somewhat of a similar story and I'd like you guys both to just touch on that. John, if you don't mind going first, just give yeah, us absolutely. a quick update on that. Well, um, yeah, I think I'm coming up on 12 years now. Oh, so yeah, what, it's pretty, what's your date? I, I, I didn't have a date. Oh, okay. okay. Um, cause I'm at 12 too. So I'm, we're like, I'm 2000, 2009. I got myself, uh, hemmed up. Um, and then I went to a program, uh, called adult it's the adult teen challenge the teen challenge is the name but there's an adult center and i graduated in 2010 so i know around 2009 yeah. is uh i i stopped using yeah um but a little bit of my story is you know just um you know i had a sales position too mm -hmm. uh, but it wasn't at the mall <laughs> and um it, it, it got me in trouble a lot um, but I always wanted to take that shortcut. I always knew God had a great plan for my life and, and gave me a, a, a wonderful set of skills on people, person. I could make friends with everybody. I, you know, I hung out with the Spanish guys, the rednecks, the, the anybody and everybody. I, you know, there, I wasn't a part of a clique. I, I was just very uh, diverse when it came to that. And, uh, and I used that to my advantage. And so anyways, long story short, not having the greatest childhood. Mom was, uh, on, uh, crack cocaine and my father wasn't around. So I didn't have any structure really. I did what I wanted to do. And, and I, that's exactly what happened. And, uh, the department of juvenile justice ended up raising me, uh, due to that. But, um, you know, I always knew that I, I didn't belong in that realm. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so finally I landed myself in jail and I got an opportunity by a judge and some great things happened. And I, and you know, I, you know, spiritually met Jesus and he just changed my life and gave me a different perspective and uh, same skills, same person, different vision, mm. right? No more shortcuts. Mm. You know, like you were saying with the yeah. cold calls, like, are you willing to grind? Mm -hmm. You know, no one wants to get up and call someone they don't know. And no one wants to get up and go, well, I don't know where I'm going, but I know I need to be going. Like those uncertainties in life, are you willing to do them? So he's like, look, I've called you to this. I've called you to be different than everybody else. I've called you. So, you know, understanding now my purpose has changed. Um, it's same person again, but the purpose is different and I've just never turned back. And my goal in life now is to be that pillar in the community so that I can help other people in the community. Right. Mm -hmm. And help other John Huffman's and other Greg's, uh, that, that, you know, there was a time that I, I had no hope. Like, how did I end up here? How did mm -hmm. this happen? So there's nothing more rewarding in my life to give somebody else hope. Like, Hey man, you know, uh, 
12 years ago, this was my picture. This was my mug shot. Oh, dude, I do that all the time. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. well, I used to. I don't do it too much anymore. <laughs> well, I, used to, I used to show it all the yeah, time. Yeah. It's it crazy. Like, people are like, what? No. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, you're in my house? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Yeah. But, are we going to lock this one? Are you like that? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, I never had, uh, you know, a criminal record like that. But mine was mostly related with sales. Um, but, um the, the deal is, is there is hope and people do change. You know, the world will tell you, man, people don't change. Give up. You mm. know, that, that's just who they are. That's just, people don't change. And I just, I, I won't grab that lie because I've had teachers. They're in my head. The mornings that I don't want to get up and grind, that teacher, Mrs. Davis, is in my head saying, you're not going to amount to nothing, Mr. Huffman. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll All probably right, be go. at your house later on today giving <laughs> you a kitchen proposal. Yes. You know, um, look at me now. Uh, but God, you know, so, I mean, that that's what moves me. And, you know... I, there was a moment too, Greg, that I was very, um, as I started innovative, I was very, for lack of better words, insecure about my past. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I was in prayer one time and, and I know we're not supposed to get religious, but uh, <laughs> I was in prayer one time and the Lord told me like this. He says, listen, who puts food on your plate? Me or them? So at the end of the day, I'm going to get food on my plate regardless, mm-hmm. you know, and that's just how I look at life. And, you know, a lot of people embrace it. And here's the truth. Most of my clients become donors. Mm-hmm. So I get to tell them who I am and what I do. And next thing you know, they're sewing into the ministries and the meetings and the things they want to be a part of it. Uh-huh. So by the end of it, they're writing me a check to Innovative, but they're also writing a check to St. Matt's. They're also writing a check to Team Challenge oh, and cool, David man. Lawrence. That's cool. So it's really been awesome. Yeah, I think we're going to use this as a springboard of where to put my direction because I'm kind of in a similar position, right? It's basically I had no money for rent. Um, you know, I had uh, roommates that were just fed up and I just packed up my things in my car and I drove back to Chicago. And when I landed there, the kid that I grew up with who was at this dry cleaner and uh, we were going to run it together and I got there and his dad's like, Greg, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm coming to live and work with you guys. And he's like, Eddie, get in my effing office. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but he gave me a job, paid me 500 bucks a week. And I worked, I worked seven days a week. I worked 12 hours a day and, um, you know, but still struggled through the addiction and, uh, eventually got my third DUI in September 28th, 2009. Wow. And the next day I knew the difference between getting sober and working a program versus getting sober and not. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to go all in, you know, I'm really going to work this thing and, and really work sobriety. And, um, you know, even that journey afterwards was was just absolutely nuts. You know, I lost my license for five years, had to ride a bike for two years. You know, I was in Chicago, wow. I had to walk to meetings. Eventually, I got my license back, but I had restrictions. And then when I came down to Florida, I actually had a blow device on my car. Mm-hmm. I thought I was I thought I was off of it because I had had it for a year and a half prior, uh, prior. So I thought I'd be off it, but I actually had to have it for a year down here. Oh wow! And so, if I'd get a lead for for sales, uh-huh. they'd have to follow me on my Dodge 2008 Dodge Caliber. <laughs> and I'd have to pretend like I was leaning down to get something out of the glove compartment to start my car because I'd have to blow in it. <laughs> and so nobody knew that for the first yeah. year of real estate that I was selling that I had this blow device in my car and that, you know, eventually it got taken off and you know, I got my, my full driving privileges restored after like seven years. Wow. But that's perseverance right yeah, there. So dude, many yeah. people would have threw in the towel. Yeah. You know, I can't do this because I can't. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. You know, I got the blow divide. You, you don't get it, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to, you know, it, it, it's such encouragement to me that you chose to be a victor instead of a victim. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, look, yeah, I messed up, but this is it. I'm going to figure out a way. But I, I hear people all the time. They just 
they, they hit that adversity mm-hmm. and there's no perseverance behind it, man. They hit that wall and they just say, you know what? My life sucks. I'm throwing it in. And that's why it's on guys like us to, to be transparent and real and say, listen, it's not over, man. Mm-hmm. Check this out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's 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 nuts today. I mean, looking back, I really don't think about early days until I talk about it. When I talk about it, I'm like, man, that was my life. Yeah. Because now it's like I'm I'm worried about, you know, this half million dollar renovation on my house. Right. You know, I'm worried about the car. I'm worried about the sales, like hitting big numbers. Like it's just it's not as raw. And when I go back there and I actually put myself there, mm-hmm. it's so humbling. Yeah. And, so and it and it it ju- yeah, just totally strips down any kind of ego or facade and makes me re- it makes me realize what's really important. That's good. You know, what do you think the best advice that you give someone that's seeking guidance right now? <coughs> or recovery? Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a listener yeah. out there. Yeah, I mean, my my suggestion is, I mean, it's it's a real simple one. I mean, again, my my journey was through the twelve step program, so that would be my first thing is to you know get to a meeting, get plugged in on a daily basis, go every day. They say ninety meetings in ninety days, um, and if you don't uh, if you don't like where you're at, you know we'll refund your misery. <laughs> yeah, you know that's it. <laughs> so you know, plugging into you know replacing it. Replacing that that five o'clock that five thirty habit of going to the bar, grabbing a drink with a meeting, mm-hmm. and then seeing how you feel when you leave the meeting. Because what happens is after the meeting, you know, people will come up to you, especially if you're newer, and they'll be like, "Hey, what's going on? You know, my name's Greg, and um, you know, what brings you in, man? And tell me about yourself. And uh, hey, why don't we go grab a cup of coffee? And you find yourself talking to a newcomer after a meeting for two, three hours. I mean, it could be hours. Um, you know, once w- again, once I got myself through the steps and you know, to a place where I kind of have myself together, they say, hey, go out and give it back to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I've taken a lot of guys through the steps, and some of them are sober today, which is a blessing. And then a lot of them are not because of the hardships, like you said. Yeah. You know, So I would say get to a meeting, you know, 90 meetings in 90 days, get plugged in with something, just raise your hand, say I'm new, mm-hmm. and you'll be amazed with how – giving people in, in the program okay. are just and just the they just want you to be something mm-hmm. they want nothing from you and that's a totally different experience i love it guys and I, I think you just motivated a ton of people that are that are listening and and i really do hope that someone out there that is seeking guidance that you know obviously can reach out to you guys or or follow your your guidance that you've been able to give them today um we're going to switch gears a little bit and talk a, about remodels now yeah, man. Um, right, so um first of all uh, both parties and i'd love to hear your favorite design project that you've ever been a part of as a realtor and, and helping a client or yourself um, personally? Yeah, I mean, because I, yeah, I won't have too much about it. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the one experience that I that I have outside of my own house, mm-hmm. uh, which has been, you know, kind of a chaotic thing over the past two and a half years, um, but I have been working with other contractors that I've known for a while uh, mm-hmm. to do flips. Yeah. And, you know, kind of seeing that process, maybe not being as hands on, not really understanding the complexities of it like I am with my house now. Um, But just kind of seeing that process, that transformation, um, you know, basically taking something that's got mold and, you know, no flooring and then to see it turn into this beautiful home and then to list it and, you know, sell it and be a part of that process, you know, was was certainly a a great experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's uh, so that outside of my own home, which is not yet completed. So I cannot say yeah. that it's been, you know, <laughs> that it is this wonderful completion, but to see it transform it as it has the past two and a half years is, is certainly a, um, amazing. So Your own home hasn't had any hiccups, right? None. <laughs> <laughs> Everything flawless. Oh my God. 
<laughs> I've almost gone broke on my house twice, so <laughs> we won't talk about that. Uh, and what's your favorite? Well, I mean, you know, renovations is great because I get to see the home transformed, right? So I also see life transformed. We just talked about that. Mm-hmm. But then I also get to see homes transformed. So I think I, that it's funny how, how that works. Um, mine, mine was a, a house in Stonegate. Un- unfortunately, I didn't get to market it. Uh, the way I wanted to, the clients didn't want me to market it, which kind of really stinks. Yeah. Uh, but we built the house from the inside out. And wow. what I mean by that is literally we manipulated the trusses. We, we re-poured tie beam. We took uh, columns out, like that column b- right behind you. We took one out and spanded with these huge metal galvanized uh, plates from an engineer and then bolted them and had to weld them. So, like, it, it would have been cheaper for them to probably tear it down and start <laughs> over. I mean, but we were so far in. And just being a part of that uh, it was just an awesome experience for me. Um, one of my favorite builds, for sure. Um, but one thing that I, I speak on, on on construction is I always tell people this. And, and John, John uh, with Innovative Year One, didn't educate like that because I was such a yes man and I still am today. I'm a yes, yes, yes. We pull miracles, uh, innovative design solutions. That's what makes us different. We figure it out. I mean, there's times where we hit timelines where I'm like, holy crap, that was close. Like I'm, my wife's calling me like, where are you at? And I'm on my hands and knees mopping the floor and the clients are getting off the plane. Like that's how close it is. Uh, But that's what I'll do. I'll get on my hands and knees and mop the floor, you know, whatever it takes. But um, I always educate our clients now. It's like, listen, it's controlled chaos. I'll show you an email. Uh, Lady Lap Tech uh, emailed me last night. Says, we love your numbers. We're going with you. She goes, can I live here? <laughs> and I says, well, absolutely. But you're going to be frustrated. Oh, yeah. And I says, here's one thing. Okay, my guys are supposed to be there at 8. Well, John didn't tell me he was going to take his kids to school that day. So you're up early waiting for him at 8. He shows up at 9.30. You're on the phone with me yelling, and you look outside, and he's pulled up in his car. So now you're frustrated, or the dust, or this, or something doesn't go right. I was like, so, you know, I always say, I've tried to walk on water. I haven't done it yet, but I try every day, right? I try to shoot for that perfection. Um, one of We have core values at Innovative Design Solutions, uh, responsive, uh, responsive, excellence, attitude, and liability real, right? And I want to be real with my clients. So I want to set those expectations. So I'm going to respond to them in a timely manner, always. Even if it's not the answer that they want, I'd rather be real with it and deal with it now and in the time than them find out later that it didn't happen or this was on a back order or whatever. I don't want to kick the can down the road. People look at me sometimes and go, man, you're, you like conflict. Actually, it's the opposite. I hate conflict. That's why I hit it so hard from Jump Street. So if there's something that we got to deal with or something that's awkward, I'm going to deal with it right then. And then we've got excellence. You know, no matter what it is, I'm going to operate in excellence. If that means I'm telling my tile guy to rip the tile down, that's what we're doing. No matter what it costs me, it's got Innovative's name on it. It's mm-hmm. coming down. Keeping a positive attitude, even when we got customers that are cussing me out. Um, and then liable is my biggest one. I, la- I, left, I left that for last taking liability for my employees' actions and mine. And then I got this thing on the bottom that says, no finger pointing. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> it's my fault, right? And I look at my leaders like that too. Why didn't this go? Well, the tile guy there. Well, listen, you're in the head of the tile guy. So I don't want to hear it's the tile guy. What could you have did different to make sure the tile guy was on time? 
right? So we're structured different. Um, you know, we have team meetings three a week. We have um, the one in the more. Uh, we have a, a, a finance meeting, a field meeting, and an operations meeting. So we're constantly trying to bring it together. Um, so you know, trying to build that brand and stuff. But as far as construction, man, general contractors have the worst rep ever. You know, we don't show up on time. We never hit our deadlines and things like that. And I'm not defending them. It's just it is control chaos. Construction is control chaos. And a lot of people that hire contractors they think they're getting rich and a lot of times the margins aren't what they really are that five hundred thousand dollar job his margins might not all that be that that great mm -hmm. so a lot of times we get beat up through the process too so um it, i don't know why i'm in this field as i'm hearing myself talk right now <laughs> <laughs> but but it is good to walk away and go wow i did that like right, how yeah. you said with yeah. the flips wow like this was mold the the paint was falling off the walls like this place was trash mm. and now i'm selling it for x amount of dollars and i did that you guys have mentioned a lot of do's and don'ts but touch on some things that might be um, some tricks or tips uh, for anyone that is thinking about doing a remodel um, and or that is about to start the process well the key the key for me is you know i i mentioned it but it's huge is setting those expectations mm -hmm. you know Teach, teaching them what, what it really is. You know, uh, you want to work with a guy like Greg because you hear his story and you go, wow, he's going to grind. You know, wow, he's, he's going to make – if me and him team up to, to go after a client together, we're going to make this happen. I'm not going to pull, pull my uh, – I don't have to pull his weight for him. I don't have to drag him along. So, you know, again, so the, 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 the do's would be or the, the tricks would be do what you say you're going to do. I know that sounds so elementary, right? But two plus two equals four. And without addition and subtraction, there is no algebra. So unless you can get that foundation right, set the expectations, deliver on them, that's your success. That's the tip. I mean, there's there's no secret to this thing. You you heard his secrets. I, I felt, I'm falling in love with this guy. Look, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's writing hand letters. He's knocking on doors. He's making cold calls. I mean, you know how many realtors are out there? It's like, a cold call? I'm not doing a cold call. I spend $5,000 a month on Zillow. I'm not doing it. I'm above that now. What'd you do? That, what was where's that? 20 million or something like that? 30. Come on, bro. <laughs> 30 million. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll write your, I'll write your, uh, your letter. So, I mean, the, the, so, okay. Someone says, what's the key to your success, Greg? Well, I write letters and do cold calls. Pfft, I've heard that before. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously you ain't doing it to a caliber. Exactly. I am. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? door knocking. Don't forget door, yeah, knocking. door knocking. So again, two plus two equals four. Mm -hmm. And without addition and subtraction, there is no algebra. I want to uh, move on to the speed round because we are out of time. This okay. is yeah. this is amazing, you guys. So, um, unfortunately, you know, we could talk forever, but uh, we got to move on to the speed round. This is questions, would you rather, and you've never seen them or heard of them. So, first of all, this is really chill. Uh, would you rather be able to travel, uh, never be able to travel or never be able to work again? Never be able to travel. <laughs> yeah, never be able to travel. Uh, yeah, I agree. Do I have to? Do we have to emphasize? Ooh, I don't know. I. I mean, I, come on, man. Show me. Show me somebody who isn't dude, working. I'm gonna lose my mind. Okay, how am I, I paying for the traveling? I know. There's a lot of yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you know. But show me someone who isn't working, yeah. and like I'll show you like a miserable person. And I, I'm telling you, this fat and about to die. Yeah. <laughs> how many people retire and then come out of retirement? Yeah, working they, is essential, man. Yeah. 
Would you rather be able I to have travel a while I work too? You know what I'm saying? Uh, don't we all? <laughs> all right, yeah. Would you rather have a pause or a rewind button in your life? Pause. Good one. I have to go different. I'm gonna go rewind. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So you want you want some replays? Yeah. You want to do it again? Although that movie Click was pretty messed up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think just a pause. Honestly, if I if I and I do this sometimes, and it messes me up. If I actually want to take a day off work or take two days off work, uh -huh. I'm super thrown off. So oh if I could just pause the world for a second, let me just kind of regather myself. Sold me. And not, <laughs> and not lose it's it. his job. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> he just sold me. I All right. I'm going to pause button. Right. <laughs> Would you rather buy land and build or buy a home as is and, like, renovate? Uh, obviously, I would want to build because I want to make it mine. I agree. I'd like to build. In fact, I should have torn my house down. Instead of <laughs> this money I thought you were going to say some of that. Yep. All right. Would you rather lose your hearing or your sight? That's just dirty. <laughs> That's just um, wrong. All right. I'll, I'll say hearing. There's a lot of things I haven't seen yet. I yeah, I'd say hearing too because yeah. then I can learn I, how I to I can still communicate. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, you, that would be a sick skill though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And be like, hey, I heard you. Hire me. I heard you over there, you know, when they're <laughs> yeah. like, hey, can I have a discussion in private? I'm like, you think it's private. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Would you rather go backstage with your favorite band or be an extra on your favorite TV show? I don't know. Those I'm a ham. I, I'll do I'll do the TV show just to be like, look at me. I was on there. I, I figured Greg would do the TV show like right away because I've just always you guys wanted don't know I've, he's I've an improv always, actor. No, I've just always wanted to meet Chris Brown. So I just feel oh. like if I was just like chilling, I'm like, hey, what's up? What's up, Seabreezy? Seabreezy. Mm. <laughs> <C> <laughs> I'm telling you, you know, it'll happen. All right, guys, that's it for us. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being on here. Thank, Thank you, man. Greg. Thank you, John. You're um, Thank you. All right. As always, Southwest Sort of Real Producers is thrilled to have you both on here, and we're super pumped to bring real producers on air. So stay tuned for the next episode. Mm -hmm.